Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Will Jenkins, who was diagnosed with Crohn's disease seven years ago in his mid-30s. Since then, Will's diagnosis led him down a path of research, natural healing, and developing his own supplement company, including a probiotic with strains grown specifically for IBD. So we're going to talk more about that in just a minute, and let's go ahead and get started with today's show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Will, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I've listened to every episode of your podcast so far, and it's it's kind of exciting to be uh, one of the guests. Oh, fantastic. I'm excited to have you here today. So I want to get into your story about how you developed your supplement company and how Crohn's has been shaping your life since diagnosis. But before we do that, first tell me about your Crohn's story and the lead up to your Crohn's diagnosis. Sure. Okay. So uh, like you mentioned in the intro, it's been uh, seven years actually last month. It was a February. Uh, I can I can pinpoint actually exactly when I got sick. So it's kind of interesting for me to kind of not have a birthday, but you know, kind mm-hmm. of a Crohn's day. Yeah. And uh, so that was, that was about a month ago, uh, seven years back. Um, so the lead up to that, I have always been a healthy person. I uh, played college soccer. Not that I was an amazing player, but that just kind of tells you that I was a, a healthy person running around. Uh, I could eat whatever I wanted, kind of one of those cast iron stomach type of things. Mm-hmm. And then in my early 30s, I got a new job um, at a nuclear power plant. I don't know that I should talk too much beyond that, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it uh, sent me uh, to a training that was about a three-hour drive away. And then I also had a long-distance relationship with my then fiance, now wife. Uh, she was three hours in the opposite direction. So it actually made kind of a, a three-hour triangle for two years' time that I was driving. And uh, along that way, I found a new place called Bojangles. I don't know if uh, they have those in Texas, but... Uh, I've heard of uh, them. Sort of a, a, a <laughs> Never been. chicken joint. And mm-hmm. I ate way too many of those on the drive in between school and, and the weekends. And I, for the first time in my life, I, I got a little overweight. I put on about 25 pounds. And, uh, you know, obviously that does some stuff to your, to your stomach, to your microbiome anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I'd kind of shifted from being a, a, an active person into a much more sedentary person just because I was spending so much time in the car and in the classes. And uh, so I think that that was kind of, for me, I think that was kind of the lead up to it. And then once the job actually started, I was a, a shift worker. And uh, so our shift was one where we'd be on nights uh, one week days the next week, nights the next, days the next, like that, uh, you know, basically in perpetuity. So being awake one night uh, at 2 a.m. eating basically lunch and then, you know, two days later being asleep and then starting over a few days later, I think it really just toyed with my with my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one night we all got together for a new shift dinner. I was, I'd been on shift for about a month and a half and all the, uh, the people on the shift plus their significant others, we went out to an all-you-can-eat crab leg. Uh, night and trying to prove myself amongst all the other <laughs> big manly men uh, mm-hmm. on the shift. Uh, I think I, I think I ate an entire season of deadliest catch worth of lobster that night. And uh, the next morning, I woke up and I thought I had food poisoning. I was, uh, you know, explosively uh, emitting mm-hmm. from both ends, and uh, so I just assumed it was the crab. Uh, nobody else from the from the shift or from the eating that night had gotten sick, uh, but you know, you never know with those things if. You just get the one bad leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that persisted for several days. It started to get a little bit better, uh, but never really went away. And then like a typical guy, it just took me forever to, to accept it and go to the doctor. Um, so let's say it was probably about two, two weeks of being sick that I finally went to the doctor. Uh, he put me on a three-day Z-pack. I immediately started feeling better. So I thought, okay, sure, it must have been a, you know, a bacterial mm-hmm. issue. Uh, Two days after the, the, the Z-Pack ended, uh, I started feeling sick again. 
went back to the doctor, said, okay, I think we almost got it, but you know, we didn't quite knock it out, so let's go on a longer uh, prescription this time. So he gave me a 10-day Z-Pack, uh, and I was feeling amazing again. And then you know, a week after that ended, I got sick again. And this dragged out for quite a while, several months, where I would feel a little bit better, then I would feel a little bit worse, and, and back and forth. And so I went back to the doctor one more time, and he told me that he needed to um, send me to a specialist, a GI doctor uh, here in town. So I set that appointment up went, uh, met with him, and he said that based on what I was telling him, he would say that I probably had ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. So I started to look into UC. I started to research, you know, what did that mean exactly? What were the, you know, symptoms? What was the options? What, where was that going to take me down the road? Um, and had you, said, had you ever heard of ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or IBD, anything like that before? Or was this all new? So, uh, yeah, I, I never really heard of UC. Um, mm -hmm. I did know, a. A little boy, he was only two years old uh, when I first met him, who had Crohn's, uh, and he would have to go into the hospital and do Remicade infusions. But since he was so young, uh, it was kind of hardcore, so he'd be in the, in the hospital for you know, three, four, or five days. Uh, so I'd gone in and visited him a couple times. He was kind of a family friend. Mm. Um, and that was kind of the full extent uh, that I knew of Crohn's. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was there to, to support him, but I didn't really look into, you know, what is this disease you have? I just kind of mm -hmm. was there to, to, to be a friend and, and uh, you know, be be around, but I really didn't understand what he had. So, so no, I, I never really knew much about it. I'd heard of it, but it didn't mean anything to me because, you know, I'm healthy. I'm never going to get that <laughs> stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so the UC diagnosis sent me one way. And then I did the, um, the camera, wore that to, to work one day. It looked really cool. Mm -hmm. Walking around in my fanny pack with the camera pill. <laughs> uh, and the results from that were inconclusive, of course. Mm -hmm. And so he set up the colonoscopy. And we went through all that. Uh, the weirdest thing of that is I woke up about halfway through and I could feel him poking around in my stomach. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was kind of an odd feeling. But basically right after that, he told me that it was in fact Crohn's. And uh, so we started sort of the process of learning all of that. Um, put me on sulfasalazine and prednisone. Uh, the prednisone, uh, I didn't get the moon face that you read about from so many people, but it just made me sweat constantly. Uh, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but it did knock the issue out uh, very quick, made me feel way, way better. Uh, once I got off of that, the sulfasalazine was kind of making me feel a little bit nauseated uh, all day long. So he switched me over to uh, mesalamine, I think, or something mm -hmm. along those lines. And um, that also just made me feel a little bit queasy all day. So I just didn't like how I was feeling. So I went back and I was talking to them. And, and I remember that his his um, PA, his physician's assistant, told me that you know, it didn't matter what I ate or really what I did, just kind of live my life. And then if I ever started another flare, just come back and see them for another round of prednisone. And that was really the best way to deal with it all. And that just seemed, I don't know, it didn't seem right to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started kind of looking into it a little bit more and um, started seeing stuff posted online about um, enteral nutrition, uh, which is, I guess, much bigger in the UK than it is here. Uh, and I couldn't find any like real medical supplies for that, at least not without going through like hospitals and stuff. So I, I kind of went with the next best thing as far as I could tell, and that was uh, Insure. So I put myself on a liquid diet uh, of Insure for a month. Um, and were you taking they, the mesalamine? Were you still taking the medications when you no, started doing that? Stopped, How long? At this point, I had stopped pretty much all the stuff. Uh, this is putting us probably into about um, June or July. In June, I I got super sick. I had to miss mm -hmm. a friend's wedding. Um, shout out to Susan and Keith if they're listening. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of sent me, you know, down the path of all right. I've got to figure this out, and uh, I've got to, I've got to get better. Mm -hmm. And um, so the the insurer, the, the bonus is that I, I lost the weight that I had put on through the uh, <laughs> the car lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, and then some. And uh, so that got me feeling a lot better, and it made me realize, okay, maybe there is something going on. Uh, you know, not necessarily with nutrition, but with like. What I'm eating, is that the trigger? And uh, so I found the specific carbohydrate diet, mm -hmm. um, SCD, and dove headfirst into that and was hardcore, followed all the rules. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not that it's an impossible diet to follow for sure, but it's definitely uh, a lot of things that, that you have to, you know, make sure you're on the legal list, not on the legal list. Mm -hmm. But if you can stick to it, I think it is really uh, a great uh, first line attack on trying to figure out how you can sort of treat yourself, not really treat yourself, but, you know, help yourself mm -hmm. uh, without going the drug route. Uh, and it really 
made me feel so much better. Uh, I stuck to it hardcore for three, four months. And then like most people, <laughs> I started feeling better. So then I started to relax. Yeah. And, uh, I think we all have to do that at it. least once. <laughs> right. Right. But I didn't really go, uh, downhill, uh, all the way. I mean, I definitely had some glitches. Mm -hmm. Uh, so these days I, I kind of consider myself uh, on the SCD adjacent diet. I, I follow the, the principles, uh, of the carbs and the sugar and the processed food, but I, I don't, get been out of shape over sort of the legal illegal uh list and whatnot mm -hmm. um but anyway that that had me feeling much better so then i really started getting into the supplements instead of the pharmacological options um the the gi doctor told me that once you start on the sort of more hardcore drugs you were probably going to be on them for the rest of your life and you know looking at 60 70 more years of life i just didn't i didn't think that sounded like the best option I mean, it's definitely an option uh, if, if things were to go downhill and, mm -hmm. and I couldn't treat it on my own. And it's definitely, you know, those drugs have saved people's lives. So I'm definitely never yeah. one who's saying, do not do the drugs or don't go to the, the hospital. You know, I think you should definitely do that if that's what's best for you. And I think it's definitely, you know, it's, it's like I said, save people's lives, change their lives. And mm -hmm. so I'm definitely not out here uh, being negative about that. But just for me as a personal choice, I wanted to avoid that as long as I could. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of swung me around to trying uh, the herbal route. And uh, so the, the job uh, that I have, the shift work is kind of hard on my stomach. But the good thing is that on the night shift and the weekend shift, I had a lot of time to do research. And so I just poured over every post anybody had put up there about their Crohn's, about their UC. Like, this thing helped me. This thing is amazing. And I made a big list. And then I just started cross-referencing, you know, with actual hard scientific statements from studies from uh different university things instead of just a, an anecdotal mm -hmm. you know i took aloe vera water and it cured my uc i i wanted to look in and, and find people that had put in studies with numbers of people and you know what percentages had had gotten better and and whatnot and so then i took that list and and pared it down to what i you know what i thought sounded good for me and uh and started just taking them individually um and really started feeling good. I mean, I was already feeling well with the SCD, but like I, I started feeling normal again and wasn't having really issues with um, going out to eat and having something that was illegal and having it do anything mm -hmm. to my stomach. So I was feeling, I was feeling good about the supplement route. Um, but then, what, you know, was, I kinda, what were some of the first ones that you started to try and play around with? Well, so turmeric slash curcumin, of course, everyone's putting out there uh, as kind of the the supplement of the moment. Um, and so I grabbed some of that and then I, I found the Boswellia serrata and ginger and was taking those, but kind of in larger doses. Um, and then I would sort of read an article about something else like mm -hmm. green tea extract and I would add that in. And then I woke up one day and I had 15 or 16 bottles on my sink and I'm throwing, you know, $200 a month to Amazon to take all these pills. And mm -hmm. uh, I started to think, well, this isn't really, you know, sustainable. And uh, that's kind of when I got the idea for trying to make my own thing, not even necessarily as a uh, commercial route, but just like, all right, what can I do to pair smaller quantities of, of these together uh, and at least save myself some, some money? Mm -hmm. And so I started kind of tweaking instead of 500 milligrams of one and 1500 of another, like, could I take 250 of one and 400 of another? And so over the course of about a year, I, I just, kind of took one away, added one, increased one, decreased one until I got myself feeling really just like tip top shape back to like I'd never been sick to begin with. And that's when I then decided, all right, well, if it's, you know, everybody else out there, there's millions of us out here that have this, this issue. If everybody else is doing stuff like this, you know, maybe, maybe enough people would benefit from saving some money, getting a, you know, a more convenient pack. You know, I'm taking the two, the two that, that you started taking, I appreciate that, mm -hmm. um, are, are three and four uh, capsules a day, respectively. So, you know, I'm down from 15 or 16 capsules a day to seven capsules a day, which is just much more convenient, if nothing else. But then also, you know, cut $150 a month out of my supplement budget. Mm -hmm. So that's a bonus. And that was uh, after so you had kind of tweaked everything and got that formula just right to where you could balance feeling great. And here's kind of the minimal required supplementation I need to achieve that balance? 
Right, exactly. And uh, so then that's when I thought other people might want to, <laughs> to save some money, have a more convenient thing. But also, you know, we know you and I and everybody else that have IBD, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the more challenging things about uh, the IBD when you're in the, the Facebook forums and, and you're talking with people because, you know, what works for you uh, doesn't work for me. I know you're hardcore on the, the big mm -hmm. meat diet and there's a lot of people that can't stand the meat. And some people yeah. say, you know, you got to have fiber, you got to have the roughage, but then, you know, you eat a salad and you see most of it in your toilet. And <laughs> yeah. uh, that it's just, it's hard that you can't all come together and say, all right, here's what works. And we all do it and we all follow it and we all get better because it just doesn't work that way. So I know that the, the mix that I've made won't work for everybody, but I, I feel confident enough in it that I think it'll help enough people that mm -hmm. to me it was worth the time and effort it took to put this all together. I mean, I had to spend, you know, obviously I spent hundreds of hours doing the research, but then once I decided to, to make it, I spent hours and hours trying to find manufacturers that weren't shady and you'd call and you'd have conversations with people and they'd be all on board and then they wouldn't call you back or they'd say, oh, yeah, but if you if you substitute this, man, it'll be way cheaper. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to substitute that. That's not the, you know, that's not the point. The point is to make a good a good quality supplement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you did this, you'd make so much more. And I said, well, I understand that. And it's a business, but I'm not I'm out here to make a good product for people that can take it and feel good about themselves. I, I'm not trying to sell something for $85 a bottle and, you know, spend a dollar and a half to make it, which mm -hmm. is what a lot of the stuff out there is, unfortunately. Uh, and that's kind of the crazy thing. As, as I've researched this more, the more I've kind of been mad at a lot of the stuff you see out there, you know, people that are, are selling a lower quality supplement or, or using sort of shady verbiage on their, on their labels or, or doing, just doing things that, that made me realize that, you know, I'm a little bit educated on it all now, but a lot of people slash most people aren't. And mm -hmm. so, they're just getting away with murder. Uh, a lot of us are taking stuff that we don't even realize. You know, you're taking a, a, a curcumin supplement and, and on the bottle, it'll say 95% curcuminoids, which is the sort of the, the, the meat of it all. That's the good stuff. And you'll see that on the bottle. But then if you look on the back, and, you know, it's only uh, 100 milligrams of the, of the thousand milligrams that's in the bottle is, the, is the, the good stuff. But they don't tell you that. They just advertise that it's good stuff on the front. And so that just kind of sent me towards thinking that I could put down something that I believed in slash felt confident in and slash would give to people and feel like I could look them in the eye and, and, and be happy that I gave it to them. And that's kind of where we ended up here. And, and you know, I, I found your podcast. I was listening to it. And then, uh, you know, we started corresponding. You were mm -hmm. nice enough to, to try some of our products. So, you know, that's exciting. And, and now I just want to get enough people to, to give it a shot to find a few people that it makes their life better. Yeah, I was really excited. I jumped on the website and then I read your story and I read that these were actually probiotics and supplements and something that was developed by an IBD patient for IBD patients, which I thought was really cool. And so mine just arrived, um, I think two days ago. So I'm on, I'm on day two. I just started taking them. So I'm, I'm really excited looking forward to it. Um, but tell me more. I want to know more about the, experience you had in navigating this whole process did you have any idea what it was going to be like or any experience in going into the supplement world because that's a pretty big jump to just one day say all right i'm going to manufacture this product and sell it and create a company how did you how did you make that jump yeah no i definitely had no background whatsoever uh in supplements um I come from a sort of entrepreneurial family. My parents have always worked for themselves. Uh, I worked for myself years ago. I used to do uh, decorative plaster and made concrete countertops and sinks and things of that nature. Uh, but then once I got engaged, my wife asked, or my wife to be asked, if I was going to be able to, you know, really support a family on on what I was doing. And and while I was doing well enough for me as a, as one person, I didn't know that I could necessarily for a family. So that's when I took this job. Uh, in the nuclear industry, which has been great, and I very much appreciate it, but it, I did definitely kind of miss the entrepreneurial spirit, and so that was another reason that kind of pushed me towards starting mm -hmm. this, as I kind of missed trying to build something for myself. Uh, uh, but whether whether I ever thought I'd be in supplements is a definitely a no. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't even take them before this, you know, even for any for anything before I, I didn't I didn't need any supplementation, like I said, so I never considered it. Uh, but then one day I woke up and said, man, I, I'm benefiting from them and uh, let me try. Uh, so it's a kind of a weird story for, for ending up trying to create a supplement business, really. But 
Yeah. So it's kind of what they what they say out there. If you're trying to start a business, is to scratch your own itch. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is definitely what this is. You know, I had an itch, I scratched it, and and I feel like it's something that can scratch some other itches. Yes, indeed. So how long did it actually take? Because you were diagnosed seven years ago, and about six years ago, you were toying with all the the exact amounts and how to get this formulation right. And I think you said on one of your posts, uh, I think your Instagram, that two years ago is when you decided to start the company. And then three months ago, they were able to start growing the strains. And then in January of this year is when you officially launched. So how long was that whole, I mean, it sounds like it was quite a while to really develop this idea and find the manufacturers. Tell me a little bit about that, the length of it. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it was, it was a long process. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was several years of me just, uh, taking stuff for me before I, you know, ever got this idea. So it's been the last two years that I really dove into to trying to manufacture. So then it took quite a while to find people, like I said, that I trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, I would speak with one uh, company for several months and feel like we were sort of working towards something and then something would happen where like I just suddenly got a queasy feeling about like uh, and you read a lot out there if you decide to start one of these things you try and research you know other people's experiences and you read a lot out there with people that gave gave a company a lot of their money and then got pills that were you know complete duds that didn't have any of the ingredients in there uh, so mm-hmm. I was being very weary um, you know I, I'm not creating this company as my main source of income so I didn't feel any rush to you know, just get a product on the market. Uh, mm. You know, I have a paycheck and a job, which is nice. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to jump on any manufacturer and and believe anything they said. I wanted to make sure that I vetted everyone properly um, until I found. So the um, the probiotic manufacturer is one of the leading probiotic manufacturers in the world. Uh, several of the the brands that you'll see out there on Amazon uh, that are uh, what a lot of people are taking. These, this company makes them. For mm-hmm. these guys, so, so I I called up with them. I started the process of you know here's what I'm trying to do, here's what I've got, and, and actually the formulator uh, that helped me put the the mix together. His son has ulcerative colitis. Oh so wow! It was uh, yeah, it was kind of a coincidence. You know, I'm I'm talking to him and I'm explaining to him that I've got the Crohn's and that I'm trying to put together a mix that's going to work well for IBD, and he says, well, <laughs> I actually happen to be intimately acquainted with IBD, and so uh, it was one of those fortunate kismet type thing. So he really was somewhat invested in, in helping me pick the right strains. You know, I came to him with a list that I had, had made of all the ones I had read about. And he was able to say, this one's good, but, you know, it doesn't work together well with this one. And, and if you drop this one, you'll be, you know, a much more valuable property. And this one, uh, you know, it doesn't, it works great, but it's not really commercially avail- uh, available. And so we just kind of tweaked it out until he he basically helped me work out one that is a, is a good mirror of your actual dige- digestive tract. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the acidophilus uh, that you'll see in a lot of them. You know, the, the bifidobacterium uh, is one that you don't see as much in some of the supplements, but it's also, it's actually the one that's most plentiful in your, in your gut. And so I just wanted to try and put something that was going to populate all areas of your GI tract uh, to help, you know, everybody that's got different issues in different sections. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was a long, a long relationship to develop, but it's one that I feel really good about, um, especially because uh, of the gentleman who helped me formulate. You know, I felt like he really, he felt invested in in, in helping people with IBD. Uh, so yeah. that was a good one. And and then the uh, the group that's making the anti-inflammatory and the gut lining repair, uh, they're a smaller outfit out of Atlanta, and uh, well, outside of Atlanta. And I just I felt a good a good vibe from them as we talked over several months, and uh, you know he helped. Uh, the owner of that company is a uh, doctor of pharmacology. So I gave him my formula that I had kind of worked out. And he said, well, this one's great. But if you did this, you know, you'd be a little bit better here. And I would up this, but drop this one down a little bit. And so we we made it so that it's obviously something that can be made in an actual commercial manufacturing plant. You know, what I was doing was just mixing stuff <laughs> on, mm-hmm. on on the counter. So, you know, it, it took some expertise from somebody other than myself to put together you know, a good commercially viable formula mm-hmm. and uh, so i feel real happy with the uh the brands that i'm working with or excuse me the, the manufacturers that i'm working with and uh and it took you know, it took a couple years to really find people that i was happy with to get the formulas dialed in and then to uh feel confident enough to hit the go button 
you know, yeah. it, it was it was months beforehand that I had everything worked out, but it, it just it's a big endeavor, and uh, you know, I'm diving in by myself. It wasn't something where I I wanted to go out and ask people to <laughs> to loan me any money or, or or do anything like that. So it was just kind of getting to a, a stage where I felt like you know this is a good product, and it's not going to be something where I have seven million bottles of probiotic in my garage for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we're we're at a point where that's that's not the case. So yeah, it took about two years from the start of like I think this is a good idea, and uh, to where we you know started selling. And uh, it took a while to get the trademark on intestinal fortitude, which I felt very fortunate to get it. Um, I thought that was a, a name that was, to me, it was a very good name, but it was also a name that I didn't think would be available. And uh, yeah. it actually was, which surprised me. But the uh, process on getting a trademark takes a while. And then getting the logo and the design of the packaging and all is a whole separate entity, which I really enjoyed uh, being a creative person and sort of an artistic person. I really enjoyed diving in and sort of sketching up how I wanted my logo to look and then taking it over to a graphic designer and saying, you know, take this sort of crappy hand sketch and make it. <laughs> make it look good and i found a, a lady online who designed a, a vodka bottle that i don't drink but the bottle was pretty awesome so i found i found her contact information and and, and asked her if she would de- design our labels and so what you see is, is what came out of that so uh, you know so far i'm real happy with just the process it's been fun uh to, to try and start something from scratch and and build it up and now that we're we're on sale uh and have a website up and you know it's kind of an actual official business it's just kind of fun every day. You know, when I saw your post on Instagram of you, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. unboxing, there's just yeah. kind of a fun feeling. And some nights, you know, you almost forget now I've been taking them, you know, so long, you almost forget that it's your own thing. And so you know, some nights I'll be popping my handful in and I'll look at the bottle and I just kind of get that sort of swell of pride that, you know, I, yeah. I just came up with an idea and I, and I followed through with it. And, and, and here it is. I imagine, you know, when you listen to your podcast or when you see the you know, the episodes up there, you know, you probably feel the same way. It's just you had an idea and you and you had the, the gumption to see it through. And, uh, you know, here you are. And, and so I just I feel really good about intestinal fortitude. And, and now the whole plan is to get enough people to feel good about taking it and to, to have it help them and, and to write me, you know, those letters that you always want for like, oh, I was in the, yeah. in the dumps and life was crappy. But then, you know, I found your product and I feel so much better now. And, and so, you know, I'm real excited about the future. Uh, it did take a long time to get here, but I, I really think it was worth it. Yes, definitely. What a great story. It's just, it's exciting to hear your passion for the product and to know that you're so personally invested in it, that this really is, it's like, I don't know, like giving birth to a baby. Like, you're just so proud of it. So what an exciting story. So tell me, do you still, obviously you've been taking your supplements for a long time now, um, your own formulation, now they're commercially available. Do you get any more flare-ups or how does your Crohn's affect you now? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't um, have the um, shift work job anymore as of this year. So it's only been mm-hmm. uh, you know three, three months, but the shift work still uh, toyed with me even once I was yeah. on the supplements and feeling good because sometimes I'd come off the night shift and, and it would just be, you know, Luckily, everybody listens to this, hopefully, is an IBD type person. So, you know, it's not too yeah. much information, but, they, you know, the toilet would just be full of blood. And, and yeah. it was just, so it's kind of sad to look back there and go, wow, I thought I was feeling good. But, you know, there you go. Uh, so sometimes coming off of nights would, would really uh, mess with me. But now that I've been off shift for a few months, uh, I'm really not having issues. Um, on occasion, I'll, uh, I'll have a, a much looser stool than normal. Um, but I have three kids under the age of six. And uh, so I think that they, Stress. they, not that they're the cause, I love them uh, dearly, but you know, the, I'm tired from, from dealing with them. I'm not getting the sleep that, that I, mm-hmm. I should be getting. And so I think that that more than anything is affecting my stomach. Uh, but uh, you know, as far as, uh, as flares go, really anything that happens is usually, you know, a day or two. And then I just kind of tighten up. I get a little more sleep one night or I, I eat, you know, a couple extra smoothies instead of a meal uh, and, and I can dial it back in really quick. That's awesome. That's a, that's really great to hear. What kind of do you, when you say smoothies, if you start to feel kind of a little bit, if the stress gets to you or the, your body starts to feel a little bit worn down, what kind of smoothies do you make and kind of drink? Is it insure style or do you have your own? I, uh, when I was on the SCD, you know, one of the big tenets of SCD, if, if you know about it, I, I mm-hmm. guess I should have asked that, but yep. uh, is making I your did tr- own yogurt. I tried it myself and, for a little while too. I 
I think okay. it's funny. I think a lot of people with IBD have definitely stumbled upon it and tried it, you know, at least for a little bit. Yeah, it takes a lot of work, but, uh, you know, like I said, I think it's worth it. But uh, one of the things, the main tenets is, is the, the homemade yogurt. Uh, so I really got into the yogurt. And so basically it's like a half a quarter yogurt, a banana, uh, maybe a third of a can of, of pineapple rings, the pineapple juice thrown in mostly for flavor, uh, honey for a little flavor and uh, a handful of spinach. Uh, so I'm not saying it's the most nutritious thing mm -hmm. ever, but it tastes pretty good. And so, uh, you know, I usually will have that for breakfast, uh, as opposed to, you know, something thicker. And, mm -hmm. uh, if, if I am not feeling well, then I'll have something similar, maybe throw in an avocado or a different fruit and have one for breakfast and lunch for a couple of days. And, and usually that, that does the trick. Uh, you know, I know that I'm lucky in that. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't want to ever, not let that be out there. Like my case of Crohn's was diagnosed as being moderate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know people out there that are way, way worse. And so I don't ever want to downplay, uh, you know, everybody mm -hmm. else's disease because I'm able to do it with the smoothie and a supplement. I'm definitely not saying that that's going to be the yeah. case for everybody. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the groups that, you know, probably you and I both, but definitely myself are in on, on Facebook and whatnot. You know, you'll see a lot of people that take umbrage uh, with people talking about, non-drug related stuff mm -hmm. because, you know their their crohn's or their uc is so much worse and and there's people that you see on there that have been in in the hospital for months and mm -hmm. you feel bad for them uh but i'm just feel fortunate that i'm not that bad um so you know i just want to make sure everybody knows that i'm not yeah. uh you know espousing that, that that's the way you fix your stuff but for me uh a couple smoothies uh you know and maybe popping an extra probiotic or two at night uh is enough to to do the trick mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And even even though we are all different, I think it's so important to just as you're saying, you know, to share what is working for you, even though it may not work for everyone. But odds are there's so many of us out there that, you know, odds are there might be someone else similar with your level of Crohn's that's going to say, you know what, that might help for me. That might be something for me to try. And that's why I think no matter how severe each of our diseases may or may not be. I think it's so important to just share and be able to talk about it and say, you know what, this is my route. This is what I did. Maybe it'll help you, maybe not, but, but to put it out there. So I think that's absolutely wonderful that, that you are sharing and, and being able to say, this is, this is what I've been able to do. So do you watch what you eat at all anymore? Do you have to pay attention to food? Do you have trigger foods or off limits or safe foods? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a trigger food. Uh, you know, like I said, when you eat salads and stuff, you, you definitely see, uh, you know, a lot that went through undigested. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely still like a salad, but I know that, that that's probably not doing the best for my stomach if my stomach isn't able to process mm -hmm. it. Uh, like you, I, I do like meat. So uh, I don't have problems with that. Um, and, and I definitely eat plenty of it. Um, I try to avoid sugar uh, for the most part. I, I I don't. I never was never a big soda drinker per se, but I decided this year not to drink soda at all. So I'm happy to say that I haven't had a soda in 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to do little stuff like that, not eat processed junk if I can. I don't necessarily mind having an ice cream with the kids from time to time, but I'm not grabbing you know a spoonful out at midnight or anything. So for me, if you can avoid you know sort of the tenets of the, the SCD, if you can mm -hmm. avoid the carbs avoid the sugars you can avoid the processed foods you know that's that's making enough effort for me uh that you know it's i'm able to deal with it i you know maybe you need to be stricter for some people maybe some people you know need to go a completely different route but for me i, I don't have a trigger food per se i just know that if i'm smart about what i'm eating i end up doing better well talk to me a little bit more about stress because even though food may not necessarily be a strong trigger for you, stress sounds like it is one of your triggers just between shift work and uh, small children <laughs> keeping you busy. But uh, so tell me, how do you find ways, how have you found ways over the years to manage stress? Because I know that's a big trigger definitely for me and for a lot of other people with IBD. Yes, yeah, so, stress is uh, is a funny one. I, I used to be a very stress-free person. Uh, it never, like, I just wasn't bothered by stuff. I was kind of a laissez-faire kind of person. But as, uh, you know, as you get older, you get more responsibilities uh, and things, you know, there was a certain amount of just stress that came with the shift work. That's, hope, 
you know, luckily gone now, but, um, you know, there's stress that comes with the, with the three kids. And I feel like I need to, to say that their names or else they'll yell at me later. So I've got a <laughs> six-year-old named Charlie. She's a girl. That's mm-hmm. girl, Charlie Charlotte. I've got a three-year-old named Trip, and then I've got a one-and-a-half-year-old named Ben. And so they are the source of my joy, but also the source of my stress. Uh, so, you know, doing the best that I can to, to keep up with sleep and to keep up with, with eating well is really the, the best that I can do. I used to play a lot of sports as my de-stressors, as my sort of way of getting out and having fun and moving around. But between having a full-time job, trying to build a company, and then having the family, like I haven't played sports in quite a while. Uh, so it is mm-hmm. hard. Uh, you, know, you do hit a point in your life where it's hard to, to de-stress. It's hard to find time to, to get out and just do stuff that <laughs> that is fun and, and carefree. Uh, not that playing in the yard or going to the playground is, is not fun and carefree, but, it's, you know, it's a different kind of, of de-stressing. But of course, you know, when you're out there running around with them and they're laughing, you're not feeling the stress of a lot of the stuff. So, you know, it's its own it's, its own form of, of stress and de-stressing at the same time. Um, <laughs> so it's, not, it's not a very good answer as far as as you know, being a helpful de-stressing, uh, you know, option. But, um, you know, I do, I do think that anytime I do have a little bit of a, of a flare up or whatever, it is definitely more related to stress than anything else. And probably uh, a lack of sleep. Uh, what you'll see, uh, out there with a lot of the people on the sites is that fatigue is, is a big thing. And, um, you know, that's actually the second most reported symptom of IBD. And so I definitely feel like fatigue is what gets me like, I'll be fine and going strong. And then one day I just, I'll hit a point where I'm just too tired. And that's when, when my, my guts will give up on me a little bit. And, uh, you know, but then you try and, and get it back to where you're getting, getting an extra hour here and an hour there, or, or maybe catching, catching a nap when you can. Uh, and so, you know, I think dealing with, with fatigue, I guess, is almost the same as, as de-stressing in this scenario. Yeah, I think so. And both important, important points and great tips to keep that. And even though you said it's kind of a stressor, but de-stressor it with uh, running around with the kids. <laughs> it sounds like what you're doing is living in the moment, though. And really, when you're laughing and enjoying those moments, you're able to be that and let that be the de-stressor. So, I'm trying that's... my best. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about advocacy, because part of your new role in launching intestinal fortitude is that you've now become an advocate for Crohn's and colitis and you're using your Instagram quite a bit for sharing information about IBD in general and raising awareness. So what has the experience and the role of advocate been like for you? So I would have not really <laughs> thought of myself as an advocate until that question right there. Um, but I guess, yeah, <laughs> Yes, I am. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just sort of putting out, uh, you know, little tidbits of information on the Instagram and on the Facebook of, of things that I had found interesting, Crohn's facts, UC facts or microbiome facts and, and just things that get people talking, get people thinking. Uh, I, I put up one the other day about how if everybody with IBD in America were to hold hands, we would stretch from Manhattan to Disney World. And, and you know, mm. I, I came up with that one myself just based on... <laughs> you know, some numbers versus some calculations. So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it's not the inch, but it just gave a nice <laughs> representation mm-hmm. of, you know, think about that. Like if we all yeah. grabbed hands, we'd stretch that far. So there's a lot of us yeah. out there, you know, and it's, you know, you see people say it's an, an invisible disease, uh, which of course is true. I never really like looked at it in those terms. Um, and, you know, when they say that they're talking about how you and I can be having a conversation with somebody and they'll never know that we actually have IBD because it's not something you see on the outside. But I also kind of look at it now as as an invisible disease, and in that a lot of people don't know what it is. A lot of people don't, yeah. uh, you know, not not that they don't care, but they just never thought about it. And so you can you can be walking around with a disease like we all have, uh, you know, obviously to to many different and varying degrees. Um, but you have a disease. It's you know clinically diagnosed disease, and nobody knows it, and a lot of people don't know what it is. And then once you do talk to them, you know, it's the pooping disease, it's the bathroom disease. And that's definitely true, but, you know, there's so much more to it. You know, it affects you from your mouth on down and, you know, people have issues with their eyes, with their teeth, with their hair, with their joints. You know, it's not just about, I need to go sit on the bathroom, you know, sit in the bathroom for, mm-hmm. for a little bit of time. You know, when I got sick, 
I, I spent a lot of time in the bathroom and, you know, I watched the entire series of Lost and I'm not saying just a season, I'm saying the entire yeah. series <laughs> of Lost in the bathroom on an iPad because I was in there so much. And so for me, it, yeah. it was a pooping disease at first, but then you come to realize like it's not just a bathroom disease. And so as an advocate, you know, I'm trying to just put out like facts out there, let people see. And, and you know, mostly people that see my Instagram or my Facebook are going to be people with IBD. So, you know, it's not like it's it's getting it out there to a bunch of random people in the world who are going to suddenly turn their their opinions around or anything. But it also, you know, sometimes shares facts and figures that people even with IBD don't, IBD don't know. And so it mm-hmm. gives them something to talk about with some of their friends who maybe don't have IBD. Like, hey, look at this, man. If we all stretched out, we'd be from Manhattan to Disney. That gives yeah. everybody like, oh, well, that's something to talk about. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess I am an advocate. Um, so I'm I'm going to take that mantle and, and wear it and, you know, just try and get the word out there and, that there's a lot more to IBD than pooping. Uh, and, you know, like I said, the fatigue, not everybody realizes that, you know, there's a lot of issues that come with it. So, you know, if you have to miss work, uh, people don't realize it's not because necessarily you had to go home and sit on the toilet it's because you felt like crap. It's because, you know, your joints were hurting. It's because you just felt mm-hmm. an overall tiredness that comes from, you know, your body not necessarily processing food the right way. We're not pulling nutrients out where, you know, stuff goes in and comes out before it's had a chance to even you know, sit there long enough to do any good for you. And exactly. so, you know, yeah, I am trying to get the word out, I guess. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, being, being, uh, I, I once posted something like about being the FUBU, which was a clothing company back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. know if it still is or not, but the, you know, that, that stood for for us, by us. So I, I jokingly said, you know, I'm the FUBU of supplements because, you know, I, I came up with an idea for IBD and I have directed it specifically at IBD. You know, if somebody without IBD buys it, you know, great. But, you know, I am focused 100% on that subset of people and trying to help mm-hmm. them feel better about the, you know, the literal pun intended crap that we've been saddled with. And uh, yeah, so that's my new moniker that I, I hadn't really thought of, but I'm definitely I love a slightest advocate. I love it. I think it's great. Do you think that as you've um, even unknowingly been advocating for Crohn's. Do you think that having been developing your supplements and raising awareness, has it shaped your view of the disease of Crohn's from what you, from the time when you were originally diagnosed to where you're at now? Uh, I definitely would say so. Uh, you know, I was that person who thought that Crohn's was a pooping disease. And so, you know, anybody else that, that I met that had it, I have Actually, at this point, I have several friends that have it. I would have never known, you know, mm-hmm. to even ask about, about you know, what their symptoms are, how they're dealing with it, and, you know, what, what's working well for you. Uh, I've got a friend named Matt who's had to go uh, through a couple of different surgeries. You know, he's had some bowel resections and whatnot, which is just hardcore, something that I can't even, you know, imagine going through. But it's something that, that you know, mm-hmm. tons of people have to do. So it's definitely opened my eyes to knowing that, okay, I've got a moderate disease. You might have a mild disease, but there are people that are, you know, as bad as you could possibly get on death's door. You know, some people do actually die from it, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's changed my opinion from, oh, you have to poop a lot to, oh, you might die. Uh, and so, you know, luckily, most of us don't go that route. But the, the vast majority, according to the stats that are out there, the vast majority of us are going to have to go with surgery at some point in our lives or are going to have to be on the biologics for 30, 40 years. Um, so definitely now I see the disease as being much more hardcore than I realized it was and, you know, much more, um, help that people need that yeah. a lot of people aren't getting, you know, it's funny the, the, the numbers in the UK are, uh, you know, much smaller, obviously just based on population, but they mm-hmm. seem to be a much more aware subset. And so, you know, I like getting onto their forums and, and seeing what they post and, and how they talk about it because there's, they're seem to be much more open with it and, and what they're struggling with and how they're dealing with it. And it's just been eye-opening to see the people that have spent months and months and months in the hospital and are just out, you know, for the first couple of days and how excited they are to be out. Cause you, just, you take that for granted that I've never mm-hmm. had to go to the hospital other than for, you know, an outpatient colonoscopy. I've never had to, to even really consider it at this point, but there are people that, you know, a day out of the hospital is a treat. So it definitely makes you quite, kind of appreciate, especially if, if yours is mild or moderate, you know, you should, you should definitely think about how lucky you are. You know, A, it sucks that we have it. it it'd be much yeah. better if, if we didn't. But like B, think about, well, you know, at least I'm not that person whose bowels are being 
taken away from me. So let me, let me be a little extra kind in the groups or let me, you know, reach mm-hmm. out to this person and tell them, you know, good luck with surgery or, you know, send a care package or whatever. Not that I've ever sent a care package. It just came to my mind, but you know, <laughs> but you might we, one we day. Could, <laughs> I might just, you know, and so we could do uh, a lot more to be, you know, supportive, not only to fellow IBDers, but people that aren't, you know, that don't have IBD to, to get the word out that, you know, there's a lot more to it than going to the yeah. bathroom. And, and trying to get people to understand that because I think people will be a lot more uh, supportive. Uh, I see, unfortunately, you know, you see a lot of people posting there about, uh, you know, their family doesn't understand and their mom yes. is mad at them because they're in bed again today or that they haven't been able to keep a job because of, of the issues or their boss is going to fire them because they've been out too many days. And, you know, it would be nice if it was kind of a globally recognized issue and people really understood like, okay, I'm not skipping work because I don't want to go to work. I'm not mm-hmm. in the bathroom because I don't, you know, I didn't eat something, right? It's because I've got an actual verifiable clinical disease inside my person that's making me feel terrible. I think it's even more important as we just learn about the severity and the spectrum of the disease, how we need to be able to share that with people. You were mentioning a minute ago how unsupportive some of the families and work environments can be for people with IBD. And and I know just this morning I read a Facebook post from someone who said that their own family members, their parents were so, were so hard and negative and almost alluding that this person was making things up. So I don't know if you have anything more you want to add about being an advocate um, and what you've, what you've learned and what you've shaped kind of your views from there. Gotcha. Yeah, that post you just referenced, I, I didn't see that particular post uh, per se, but you know, you see a lot of those. And, and so it's just kind of sad that people don't get support, not only from the outside world, but you know, directly from their closest you know, people. My wife, Julie, has been amazing. My parents have been amazing. You know, there's, I just can't imagine going through it alone. And so it's just, it's sad to, to think that, especially some of the younger people, you know, they're out there. And, and I know that parents don't always know how to deal with things. And people that don't have IBD, you know, may not just fully understand the whole deal. So that's another reason that those of us who do have it, that are in the different forums or that are in positions to, to try and help, you know, should do a little extra, try a little harder to be supportive for the people that need it, who aren't getting it at home, who aren't getting it at work. Uh, you know, so as far as the whole advocacy goes, I, I, I'm going to try even harder to, to be a, a shoulder to Mm -hmm. type on and uh you know so so definitely i think it's something that that you've opened my eyes even a little bit more to the fact that you know i'm now in a position where i i need to try and help i've always been in those groups uh you know i actually joined facebook only to do uh, ibd Mm -hmm. like forums and things just to to listen to other people and see what what they were doing what was working and what was helping and then to to drop my little knowledge bombs where i could about Mm -hmm. you know things i've learned uh you know i'm not actually on facebook as far as uh you know friends and family go. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to treat that more as a, a group uh, that's like a family and, and get in there yeah. and try to, to be as, as friendly and supportive as I can be. And then I think we all need to do that uh, and just be uh, the support system that a lot of people aren't getting in mm-hmm. their own you know, real worlds. Great reminder and very well said. So if people want to learn more about intestinal fortitude supplements and your story, where can they follow you. We're just talking about your online presence there, but where can they follow you and learn more about the supplements? So the website is intestinal-fortitude.com and uh, it is the spot where you can go and read, you know, my sort of abbreviated story. You can listen to this podcast mm-hmm. if you want to hear the whole thing. Uh, you can read the story, you can see the, uh, the products, but also read about them a little bit, see what's in them. You know, like I said, we spent a lot of time uh, getting these mixes together. So I want people to feel confident that, you know, they're not just taking random junk. Uh, I've got a, a money back guarantee on there so that people feel like, you know, I believe in what I'm selling and I want you to know, uh, you know, that I think it's going to work for you. So go there, read about them, see what you think, uh, you know, send me a, a note, tell me, you know, Hey, I like this idea, but I don't like that idea or, or whatever, you know, I'm, I want to be part of the community. I want the community community to be part of the, of the business. So get on there drop me a line, let me know how you feel, you know, uh, Instagram, like we've talked about, it's intestinal, the number four to so intestinal mm-hmm. four T 
P-I-T-U-D-E. Uh, that's definitely where I'm dropping little uh, quotes or uh, uh, facts each day. I uh, actually never got around to it today. I had an internet problem earlier in the day and, <laughs> and never dropped anything. So if, if, if somebody was sad about that, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> There's still time in the day left. There you go. So, uh, you know, go there and, and shoot us little messages. Shoot Stephanie a message. Tell her how amazing this podcast was <laughs> it's way better than all the rest no just kidding they've all been <laughs> they've all been great but uh, you know i'm really enjoying listening to your podcast and i hope other people will do uh the same and, and you know as you grow and get more people on you know it's just fun to listen to other people's stories and, and see how they've dealt with it and uh so you know for me it's intestinal-fortitude.com and uh intestinal fortitude on on uh instagram and for you you know obviously they found you already so i hope you can keep up the good work and keep throwing us new interesting people to listen to thank you i i hope i hope i will i plan to so and then i do just want to point out i know on your website you're offering free shipping on all orders over 75 dollars and so i want to make sure people are aware of that and you also offer a really awesome value bundle that's the one i just barely bought just a couple days ago it arrived and that was a two-month supply and i gotta say it is absolutely awesome how um affordable and just available your products are you've got a wonderful formulation and a incredible value for what you're offering for you know your two months supply and i think with that you're giving people five dollars off each each bottle of the ai5 and the the gut lining repair six and so it's it's an incredible bundle i recommend everyone go check it out free shipping on over 75 so thank you for for sharing your story and for creating this incredible product. I'm definitely going to be, I'll be talking about it more later once I get, you know, more than 12 hours of <laughs> supplements in my system. So thank you for all that. All right. Well, you're welcome. And I really appreciate you saying the nice things about it. And I hope that people will go check it out and, uh, you know, let me know how they feel about it. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. And like I said, I really enjoyed listening to it. So I look forward to hearing the next episode, the next episode, and the next episode. Same here. I look forward to creating them. So thank you so much. Is there anything that I didn't ask before we wrap up that you wanted to share with the audience today? Uh, no, you know, I don't think you did. But, uh, you know, I just want to let everybody know that, like we've talked about, everyone's different. Everyone deals with this their own way. Everybody has their own symptoms. And, uh, you know, just do the best you can for you and then do the best you can for others. And I think we'll all be a little bit better off. Very well said. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member, that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohnsfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at Crohn's Fitness Food, or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.cronesfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.